Good morning. Welcome to a second episode of Lighthearted Heartache. Uh, This will most likely be sort of a reflections episode. The friend of mine who was going to join me for episode two, we had here in LA torrential downpour of rain. And I do wonder sometimes, you know, everyone I think makes fun of Los Angeles and people in LA and, oh, you can't drive in the rain. And I know I don't like to drive in the rain, um, mainly because, yeah, we aren't used to it. I think I drive perfectly well, but I don't know about other people. I don't know that they are driving safely, but also at a pace and speed that still means you're getting somewhere. So anyhow, because it was raining so terribly, I let him know that, you know, please do not think that you need to come if it's at all dangerous, just because the roads are flooded and I live off of a freeway here that is very old and um, not necessarily built to keep up with the amount of rain that we did have. And so it it was pretty flooded as well. So we canceled, we're rescheduling, um, which sort of left me in a place of what can I do so I can still post something. Um, And I had two things kind of come up over the weekend. One, and it definitely follows the first episode, uh, my father Glenn called me. I did not answer that phone call for those of you wondering, but he left me a message and it's interesting because the other day my sister and I were talking about him and how his birthday's coming up and that he's going to be 70. I don't know, that may have actually even been in the episode. I'm not, I'm not sure. But it didn't dawn on me that his birthday is in a week. So <laughs> he has moved. He no longer lives in California. He moved out of state um, in over the summer of 2018, just last year. And so I never really thought of having to see him. I never thought that it would come up again to maybe try and come visit or anything like that. But he let me know in his voicemail that some buddies of his are throwing him a birthday at his old bar that he used to go to all the time. And he made it clear to say, I'm turning 70. Would love it if you were there, miss you. And there's a couple of things that I just, I don't know how I feel about it. On one hand, I think it would be important to go and see him. I think that showing up for him for his 70th birthday would be a really nice, loving gesture. And I wouldn't mind seeing him and saying happy birthday, but I get so nervous about it because it will turn into inevitably, and it always does, hey kid, I miss you, I love you, I wish things were different. It's just going to be too much attention on our situation and our relationship, and I think he would take me going as this olive branch being extended to say... I love you so much. I'm showing up for you. And and I don't want it to be portrayed that way. I, I'm very confused as to what I should do. I, I definitely need to talk to my sister and see if she plans to go. Secondly, though, I, I mean, it's on this coming Saturday. And I do have plans. And I don't know that I want to cancel them to drive, to see him, to feel uncomfortable and you know, is it worth it to show up, say happy birthday, give him a hug, see some family, and then slip out quietly? Um, What is that? Is that a French exit or an Irish exit? I don't know what that's called. It's something like that. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And 
Um, I definitely think I will be talking to my therapist about it and what, what would I hope to gain from going? What would I hope to gain by not going and which is going to make me feel worse, not going and dealing with the fallout of that or not, or going and knowing that I did something nice and it doesn't mean that I need to start taking his phone calls or go visit him where he lives now or anything like that. It could basically mean for me that I see him. I wish him a happy birthday. If he starts the conversations with me about anything, I can very easily say, let's not do this. Uh, And I mean, it's all conjecture because who knows, he may not say anything. He might be drunk by the time I even get there and busy with his friends that I can say hello, wish him happy birthday, tell him we can talk later, go be with your friends. And then I can bail out after about an hour. Maybe that's what I'll do. I don't know. I have to talk to Brandy. Um, the other thing that happened that really hit home is a friend of mine uh, is going through a breakup Um sort of not out of the blue, but kind of out of the blue. Uh, He and his boyfriend broke up and he texted me and let me know and said, I now know how you felt about Neil. And it brought back so many feelings. And I could, if I had wanted to, I could have felt that same physical pain in my heart again. I didn't want to feel that way. Um, Neil has already been on my mind a lot lately because his birthday is also coming up. And it just broke my heart for my friend knowing the journey that he is about to embark on. Um, Like I've said last episode, it's been almost two years and I'm still not over it. And I think that that I don't know if we ever get over things, right? I mean, I think we learn how to cope and deal with them and we learn how to compartmentalize some of our emotions and put them away. But sometimes feelings and pain have a resurgence and grief is palpable and it's hard. And especially if you're the person being broken up with or who is feeling the loss Not to say that Neil doesn't feel the loss. I'm sure he did in the beginning. I don't know that he does now. But when it's not your decision, it's not your choice, it's definitely going to be a different feeling. I have been on the other side where I have broken up with someone, and I remember hurting a lot about it because I felt horrible that I was hurting someone else. But I And I cried about that, but I was fine. I was fine. This side, however, being the one who I guess you could say was rejected or was left out of the decision-making process, it's hard. And I didn't know how to help him. Not that I can. All I let him know is that I'm there for him and I'm here to listen however he needs any time, day or night. But I did send him just a couple of days worth of my journals. The one thing that I did after Neil broke up with me was I wrote a lot. I wrote in a journal and I ended up compiling it into an overall memoir. I did a thing called NaNoWriMo, which is National November Writing Month. And you have the month of November to write a book 
Um, and then you can submit it and it's sort of a, a congratulatory certificate certificate saying you did it, you wrote a book and there are cool things that come out of it. You can also then submit it further to, I think, Amazon for them to potentially publish it. But for me, it was dedicating myself to writing every day. And that way I knew I would always have something to reflect back on to, to a let it out, but B to also see my progress. And so it was really interesting because I, emailed him the first two days of what I journaled. And so I thought I would share that today um, with you. Day one, my 24-year-old boyfriend of almost a year broke up with me tonight. I've never been more caught off guard. I'm lying in bed at my boss's house and can't sleep at all. It's 1.31 in the morning. Guess I should have said yesterday my 24-year-old boyfriend broke up with me in an elevator mainly on my couch, but it started in the elevator, which is true, the slowest elevator on the planet also, might I add. I need to give all the specifics, but right now I just need to say where I'm at with it all. I'm shaking. My eyes are swollen from crying for 13 hours straight. I just called my mom, and I'm a 40-year-old woman. Yes, age plays into this, but so differently than I thought it would. I have never in my life felt this type of pain, and I truly believe it shouldn't be happening. How do I beg him to change his mind? How can I get him to see he's making a mistake and that he is wrong to do this and it's for all the wrong reasons, veiled in the guise of being for the right reasons? I've said in my lifetime that love is not enough, but when love isn't the only thing you have with someone, it becomes the main reason you will do anything not to lose them. He says I didn't push him for more. He took a random remark I made and internalized it in such a way that he adamantly feels that breaking up is the right decision and I adamantly feel so different. I said to him, if you don't see a future with me, you have to let me go. But in the same way a person says at a wedding, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. There's no real substance to it. It's cautionary for sure, but not to be taken literally. Why does he not see a future with me? How can he say he's in love with me and yet walk away from me, walk away from us? I'm all over the place and figuring out, figuring out how to do anything without him feels impossible. I really want to go to sleep just to have some peace from from it, even for just a little while. And yet my mind, my shivering limbs, my aching heart won't allow it. And then the next morning I wrote, I didn't sleep at all, maybe two hours. I fell asleep to the documentary Psalm. And when when I woke up at 4.26 in the morning, I finished it. I decided that it was early enough in the morning to qualify as daytime around 6.30. And I packed my things and left my boss's house. I called my mom on the way home, and she decided to come out. Yep, I still need my mom. I want Neil. I wanted to call him all night like I called my mom, but I knew I couldn't. When I got home, I made coffee in my roommate, Brian, came out, and I crumbled in his arms. The wailing is a strange sound I can't control. The pain is deep, and I'm trying to be unfiltered about it. I've spent the day sitting and thinking and discussing and trying to rationalize any part of this. It doesn't make any sense. But when you're him and you're 24, I guess nothing really makes sense. I was able to speak with him with Neil on the phone around five o'clock today. I'm trying to sort through some final questions, but mainly to share that I can't do this. I will wait for him. I would rather be alone than with anyone else. I can't open myself up again. I can't. I don't know how to do anything without him. He is a part of every inch of my body, my space, my mind. He's my whole heart and soul. His generosity and kindness is amazing. While he hurts too, he's accepting my calls and responding to texts. 
He's allowing me to struggle first. I need to know he hopes for our future too, and so I wait and try to adjust. I know the reality, but until I can accept it, I must wait for him. I felt a little better after we talked, but the heaviness creeps in and I can't. I go to the bathroom, I see my underwear, and I'm reminded I bought all new underwear for him just recently. And it's been a week since we have been together sexually. But even that was just two people missing each other because I was staying at my boss's place and neither of us fully enjoyed it. I don't know that we didn't fully enjoy it. (laughs) I just want to be with him at least one more real time. They say it won't help. So I wait. I do the things. And I wait and hope and hurt. Hurt so much. Maybe I'll sleep. Maybe tomorrow I can eat. Trying to get into bed, our bed, I need to sleep on his side. I can't sleep on mine. I'm there. I have a shirt of his that has been in the dirty clothes hamper for two weeks under my pillow. I can smell some of him on it, his cologne. I had to call him to be able to get into bed. He is my one true love, and I'm trying so hard to get through this, but I need his help, and he's the one person who can't help me. He's allowing it and being so helpful even though I know I'm making it hard. But damn it, he did this. He has some relief at the very least, while I feel, while all I feel is torture and pain from being blindsided. But I'm here. This is my reality. I will wait. And it's so weird to read some of that back because it takes me right back to where I was and how I felt. And a lot of that hasn't gone away in its in 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 truth. I mean. I do hope for our future, I, but I have to recognize I hope for my future more, which overall just means I want to be with someone who wants to be with me. And at one point I said, you, you know, I, how, I begged him to want to stay with me. And it's so crazy how when your heart is that hurt and you love someone so much and they break up with you and it's not at all what you want you do go to a place of desperation and that was all i wanted i wanted to be, i wanted to convince him that we could still be together and he could sort out all of the things he needed to sort out which essentially i think is just growing up i mean he was so young and i'm so much older and we're just in two very different places in life but for me because i was okay with it i didn't mind that he was so much younger and that he was going to have things he needed to go through I was excited to be there for him and support him through it and encourage him and love him through that. But he, and I I don't know, maybe if I was, if it was reversed and I was the one who was significantly younger, I would have felt the same, which was, I think he thinks he needed to go through life on his own and experience things for himself, not having to consider another individual in the choices he was making and the things he was doing and And I do believe that that's true at this point, um, as hard as it is. But anyhow, my friend who I sent this to, he, he let me know that, you know, he doesn't have the same perspective as far as the waiting goes, but that I did tap into a lot of the same emotions. And I just feel bad for his heart and for anyone else out there who has had their heart broken, whether it was from a breakup or a different kind of loss you know, hopefully some of these words resonated with you and you know that you aren't alone and you're not the only person to have felt that way. I think we're all alone in it as we go through it. 
you know, no one's going to feel exactly what you feel and no one's going to experience and have the same perspective as you because they're each our own. That's what makes each of us unique and our lives unique. But other people have gotten through the same pain and there's no time limit. I think that's one of the biggest things to take away. Take your time, let yourself feel what you need to feel and be honest about it. And it's okay. It's okay to be really happy too. It's okay. I, I was so funny. I remember the day, two days after Neil broke up with me, I was on a high. I was so happy because I thought I had figured out how we were going to get back together. And I was, I had never felt so joyful. I quickly came back crashing down, but my roommate was so great. And he reminded, he, he told me, he said, when you feel happy, enjoy those moments to the fullest because you will feel devastated again. So when you have those moments full of joy or happiness, let yourself have them just as much as you let yourself feel so sad and full of anguish. And that really did help me a lot to let myself feel the happiness. For a long time, I felt like if I did feel happy, then it meant I never loved Neil enough and I didn't appreciate us as a couple enough. You know, it's like if I wasn't mourning the loss of our relationship 24-7, then it was never going to last anyway. And that's just not true. And, you know, it's just all a process. It's not easy. It's not fun. But I do think that we all grow from these things that break us. I have learned so much from this breakup about myself and things that I would do differently in a relationship, things that I want from a relationship. I can't help but to wish that I could take all that I have learned and have it with Neil. <laughs> but, you know, I have to believe there is someone else out there who I don't have to convince to love me who wouldn't want to experience things without me. Um, I mean, obviously, I think there's independence in a relationship and you still experience things separately. But I think I, I do believe that there is someone who would want to spend the time with me and be with me and love me and not because I've convinced them to do so. Anyhow... I hope someone, if anyone listened, that they do feel a little bit better. I do want to let everyone know I have uh, an email account. It's lightheartedheartache at gmail.com. So please, I would love for anyone to email me their story or any questions. I would like to be able to talk to other people about your situations as well and hopefully give, not advice, like I said, but some hopeful commentary and yeah, thank you for listening and I look forward to the next one. All right, bye.